Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. Welcome back to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We are talking Antelope Canyon Ultras today with race director Lyle Anderson. Oh, Lyle, this is a fan favorite. It's such ultra. a fun, it's such a fun race. Like just every, I mean, you and I ran it in, yeah. was that 18? I think it was 18. 18. We did the 50 miler. We did the 50 miler and it was like, remember how cold it was? It was so cold. We sat in the car. Yeah, we sat. <laughs> this, this is what operations and event people do when they get to the first, the, the race. They they pull up real late. Oh yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they <laughs> sit in the car. Shh, you're giving them ideas. <laughs> Stop it. I know. I shouldn't give you ideas. Yeah. I, I remember rolling the window down, listening for like the the countdown. Go. Okay, we can get out of the car. Now. Yeah. Well, we started late. We started well, we late. weren't racing for time. But we weren't racing until until we got to Horseshoe Bend second pass and then calling. I wasn't racing. Me. I was just feeling but... good. <laughs> it's a sticking point in our I relationship. Have to, I have to jabber every time I can on, every this, time. on this subject. Every time. But Antelope Canyon fan favorite. I know a bunch of people from the East Coast coming out again yeah, this yeah. year to run. And so we've got people from all over the country going to converge course. down there in Page, Arizona for this awesome course. So what are our distances that we have? We have 100 mile. Okay. Uh, which is a really, uh, I I really love this 100-mile course. I think it's an awesome first-time 100-mile It really is. It has great, like, actually, this whole race is a very good race yeah. in the in the sense of, uh, you know, how close everything is for support. Yes. Like, yep. it's from, from one aid station to the farthest aid station away on this course, like, you're only a matter of minutes away. Like, it's not like... But when you're running... You feel like you're yeah. out in the wilderness. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very remote feeling. Yes, but you're not remote. But, but as far as like from aid station to aid stations, it's like yeah. we're just circling the city of Page basically. But yeah. it, but it really, it really is a is a great race for for that. And so like the hundred mile and fifty mile basically run the exact same course mm -hmm. until uh, until they finish the Page Page Rim Trail. The fifty miler, fifty miler, yep. Finish and then the hundred milers have five additional loops that they do up there. And uh, so, like, as far as like the Page Rim Trail, it's it's a very hard packed dirt yep. trail. I it's, love it. It's a nice even Beautiful. terrain. It's not a lot of you know elevation gain nope. and drop. It's just very you're out of the very, sand, very level. You're out of the sand, and you've got two aid stations up there that are great for your crew to support you, and you don't have very far for them to go. So it's yeah. like you know they can come and support you at the aid station and see you off, and then take their time and. Go to the other one and see you there. Logistics are great. Like, on it this really one. is a great. It really is a great one to to be able to have crew and pacers support you on. So, um, so yeah, we have the hundred mile, hundred mile, and 50. Then the fifty mile, like like we just talked about, uh, same course, uh, and then and then we have a fifty five k, yep, and a half marathon. Yeah, on all just spectacular courses, right. you get to go see Horseshoe Bend. You're in all of the. The red sand. This is a sandy course. We're not going to mince words on this one. Parts it's, parts of it are. Parts of it are sandy. Parts of it can be. It's not not the whole thing. No, 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 so no. So like, yeah, I had somebody email me the other day and was like, they were trying to figure out what shoes to wear. And they were, yeah. They were concerned about the sand and, you know, what terrain they should plan on. I'm like, plan on all terrain. It really <laughs> like, is. You Slick should rock, just plan on everything. Pack, yeah, it's, sand. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, you've got the horseshoe bend section, like Colleen talked about, is a lot of slick rock. Yep. It's a lot of slick rock. And then... Uh, you know, but but uh, you know, before you get to uh, to Horseshoe Bend, you know, you, you're going through the Slick Rock Aid Station, and ironically, that's all sand. It's all sandy on that <laughs> it's, side. <laughs> it's, it's opposite. It's it's called Slick Rock Aid Station, but it's all sand. So like, just just know that you got you got some soft sand that you're gonna be running through. You know and I, this is the thing, Lyle. I try to tell people this all the time. There's nothing to keep sand out of your shoes. No, no. there really isn't. I mean, no. people want this like magic bullet, and they're really. I guess you could. I guess you could like. Put like garbage bags over your feet. You would be so hot. And uh, and then like you know put rubber bands around your yeah, no, calves or no, something. I don't think that's gonna work. I mean, you keep the sand out, but it would be uh, yeah. I don't think it would be very comfortable. You'd be no. slipping and sliding all over. No, you. And th the thing is, embrace the sand. Don't worry about it. Yeah. If you need to dump your shoes, Just, dump your shoes. Yeah, you know, we've talked about this several times. I think every time we do one of these podcasts, talking about like what you should plan on packing in your drop bags yeah. and stuff like that. And I always, anytime I run an ultra, I always put a change of socks yeah. in every drop bag and I make a conscientious effort to always change my socks any chance I can. And because, if you don't use them, it's no big deal. Yeah. But like, I think, I think whether you're in sand or not, 
you're always going to get that fine dirt that gets yep. into your shoes, into your socks, in between your toes, and just just for your own like just change them peace out. of mind. Just, yep. There's nothing better than having it like fresh a pair fresh of pair of socks on when you're running and like at least making you feel like you've got yeah. you know yeah healthy feet. For, so yeah. <laughs> No, it's an ultra. We don't care. It's an ultra. Your feet are not going to look the same at the end as they do at the beginning. We actually count how many toenails you lose and that person wins an award. No, I'm just kidding. How many blisters you got. It's all all part of it. That's why we do ultras. But this is such a great course. I mean, like like you said, we've run so many parts of this course, really all parts of this course. And Page Rim Trail is some of my favorite. The views are just otherworldly. Yeah. really on all the courses. So you guys are definitely in for a treat on this one. And most people are going to be coming in through Las Vegas, kind of coming up that way. It is a little bit of a drive. We do need to remember the time here in Arizona, in Utah, and the time change that we're going to go through this weekend in March during the event, which only affects a hundred milers. Right, right. So explain how that works, because we're going to go into daylight savings time at 2 a.m. on Sunday. Right. So Saturday we start. Yep. Yep. Which, which when we start the event, Arizona and Utah are on the same schedule. Time zone. Right. They're, they're both on mountain standard time. Sunday morning when the time changes, then Arizona is going to, well, they stay, stay, they stay the same. Arizona stays, Utah we, changes. Yeah, Utah changes. Yep. So we will stay on Arizona time for the event. Okay. So don't worry. We're just going to stay on Arizona time, but yes. just know when you go back to Utah. Yep. Or Nevada, right? There's going to be a switch, right? Right. We're going to be in a weird time warp there. I know. It, it, it actually this happens every year during this event. <laughs> I don't, we maybe we need to pick a different weekend. Maybe not, we do. I'm like, can we during, move this daylight during the uh, the daylight uh, change? Because it's like it's really not as confusing as we're making it sound right now. Because no, because we're going to be on Arizona time, and the clock doesn't change the in Arizona. Clock doesn't change. But because of that, you, one thing that we we talk about all the time is you. Page, Arizona is kind of in this weird spot where it bounces between Utah cell towers and Arizona cell towers. So like we said, since this Arizona and Utah are on the same time, it's not a big deal, you know, on, on Friday and Saturday, it's no big deal, but come Sunday morning, there's going to be a switch. So depending on which tower you're pinging off of, you're going to want to make sure and set your phone to whatever time you want to be on so that so that it doesn't change yeah. during the event. Yeah, it's and if it's confusing to you, come see me at Race Info and we'll take care of it. And we'll yeah. make sure that it's, you're all taken care of. It's less confusing as we're probably making it. I know. Right now. Sorry, now we've got you I, all freaked just, out. Just to be honest with everybody, because of this very scenario, we have two races that we do in Page. We do our Lake Powell right. Half Marathon and we do Antelope Canyon Ultra. And because the the, the phone constantly pings Going off the different forth. towers, I always, depending on, regardless of where I'm traveling to, my phone's always on Utah time because yep. I'm like, I just do the math in my head. I'm like, I'm on Utah time. So just leave it. Yeah. On East Coast, I'm like, okay, add two hours. You yeah. Know, You've just got to leave it. On- but that way I don't have to think about, like, I don't have to worry about, like, or second guess, like, oh, what time zone am I on right now? Yeah. Just, it, it'll it be fine. We're going to start on Arizona time. We're going to end on Arizona time. Yep. That's all yep. you need to know. 100 milers, you're not getting one less hour to run. Nope. nope. You're going to be. It'll still be the same. Still, still be, be the same. Absolutely the same. So it's going to be great. Okay. So we got through the daylight savings time. <laughs> that was a big one. Let's yeah. back up to the expo and the location of the expo. I love the location of the expo last year. Oh my year. gosh, it's my favorite. It's I, like, so great. I, I wish we had made the change sooner because like, it's like ten so years ago, Lyle. Yeah. <laughs> so great. We used to do it in this place called the the uh, amphitheater, Page Short Amphitheater, <laughs> which I loved the amphitheater. Who it doesn't? really was a beautiful like location for the race, but it's just a big wind tunnel. This is a big Here's the Easter egg for this one. Oh boy. Come find me at the race info tent and I'll show you the video from the Page oh, Shores Amphitheater. Oh, you still got it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. If, if those any of you that don't know what the Page Shore Amphitheater is, if you are running the well, all the distances except for the uh actually no, all the distances because yeah, they you'll, come you'll through run that right way. Yeah. Um so after you cross after you cross Copper Mine Road, you're gonna actually be running right towards the amphitheater. You'll see it right in it's front a of big, you. It's a big like in you know a big amphitheater in the sandstone. A rock amphitheater. Yeah, and uh, it's right by the Navajo Heritage Center. Yep, yep. It's just a it's just a a natural amphitheater, amphitheater that the wind has kind of like. Because one time we up. were in there. Yeah. Some of our native friends, as I yeah. was complaining about the wind, they're like, "Is it Tomas? It was Tomas. Yeah. Of course, it was Tomas. I love Tomas." Yeah. He was like, how do you think the amphitheater was formed? Yeah. I was like, 
Thanks, Tomas. <laughs> Thanks for pointing out the obvious. Thanks for here. pointing out the obvious. I'll stop complaining about the win. Yeah. So that's our Easter egg. Come find me at Race Info. I will show you the video and you'll see why you were going to be one. so grateful to be a good one. where we are right there at the sport complex, which is off of not too far off Copper Mine Road either. Yeah, it's, so. actually, it's actually just off a of Hall Road. So it's just kind of like across the street from the amphitheater yeah. and kind of just down the road. It really didn't add the, it really didn't change the mileage much moving no. it there, but it gives us a nice grassy like oh, it's finish. We don't have to worry about yep. sand blowing in our faces and our eyes anymore. It really is, really is really nice. And we got the nice big bright lights from the ball fields yes. to like keep everything lit up really well at night. So when you guys are trying to find the finish line at night, you can, you can see, see it. it from way off in yeah. the distance. Be like, I'm going to those lights. Plenty of parking. And when you're like, I don't know where to go. Just go, go towards to the, lights. the lights. Go, go towards to the, the light. Lights. I had people call me last year and they're like, I'm lost. I'm like, you you're really not. You're they're really like, not. I was like, can you see the lights? They're like, yes. I'm like, go to the lights. Well, and that's what, like you were saying about this whole course. Really, we're going around the city of Page at mm -hmm. all times. You can look back and see the lights of Page even at nighttime. Right. You, right. There's no, maybe when you're out there in like Antelope Canyon on right. the 50 and the 100, but that's early in the morning. Right. You're far enough away that you can't see the city, but. Most of the rest of the time, you're like, oh, the city's that way. Yep. Like, it's yep. pretty clear. Yeah. So don't worry about that. It's not going to be any problems there. But the expo is going to be at this sports complex right off of, you can get to it off of Coppermine and Hall Road or the other main road, 89. 98. So if you come up, if, you, if you're coming in on 89, you can turn up Highway 98 and that'll take you right to Coppermine. Yeah. And then... You can turn left on Copper Mine and then left again on Hall, Hall Road. Road. Yep. Or you can actually, on 89, just turn right up Hall Road. Yep. Just keep going down so. by the Walmart and then yep. come up that way really easy. For over 40 years, Nathan has provided best-in-class running essentials designed to help runners enhance and improve their performance mile after mile and year after year. From our hydration vests and handhelds to our safety gear and apparel, Nathan products deliver on what matters most to you. Intuitive design, comfort, quality, and smart storage. Check us out at NathanSports.com or follow at NathanSportsInc on Instagram. We're going to start the expo at noon, yep. which is nice. So noon to seven is when you can come to the expo and you can get your race shirt. You can get your bib. We're going to have everything for you and drop bags. Yep. That's a big thing that we need to talk about because yep. a lot of our athletes are going to want to put drop bags. Yeah. At the expos where we're going to drop yeah, those off. For sure. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we talk about this every time we, we talk about any of our ultras. Um, if you have any sort of specific, you know, needs that you're going to want for our, our aid stations are amazing. They I, are amazing. I, I really have to like brag about our aid stations yeah. quite a bit because like, I feel like we have a very good full, you know, yeah. offering of, of many things from salty lots to of sweet. Variety. And like, yeah. Yeah, lots, lots of variety. Soda. You know, you know, things to satisfy, you know, different cravings, but we don't have everything. Sure. And so if you have very specific, you know, needs that, you know, dietary needs or or if there's something specific you've trained with and you're like, ah, I'd really like to have this, like, like what's your gel preference, you know, or your or your. You right. know, We're going to have honey stinger gel if you like, you know, Huma gels or something like right. that, yeah, then yeah, yeah. you can bring those. Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to socks, you know, or yeah. shoes yep. or clothes, you yep. know, like. Like those of you that are running the hundred mile or even like the 50 mile race, like, you know, you're going to be running, you know, some of you could be running, you know, well after dark, you know, right, you, for the 50 miles. So like you want to make sure and have those, those, you know, clothes that you can change into later in the race. When, headlamps, when you get headlamps, things like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. use those drop bags. We're going to accept the drop bags all through the expo and then until 8 PM on Friday. I got my days right. I'm yeah, like, I've yeah. got, got to get my days yep, right yep. on Friday. So we'll take all those drop bags. How about labeling the drop bags? Do you have any tips for labeling drop bags? It, you know, the, the, the best advice that I can give to anybody is to like, you know, use something that's going to stand out to you. There's a lot of people will use like bright colored duct idea. tape, yeah. um, put it on like a, you know, a, a, a bag or a, a large Ziploc bag or something like that. And then, and then, you know, and just write your name, your bib number, the distance you're running, and also the aid station that you want the drop bag taken. Okay. To. So make sure to look at that race guide that you're going to get the PDF file of the race guide. So open it up so you can see all those, right, all the aid station names and we'll have and different, distances. we'll have different locations where you can drop the drop bag to go to that specific aid station. So make sure you put it in the right, in the right pile. Right. Because there, it's happened before many times where, when people have, have dropped it in the wrong pile and so it just gets taken out to you know 
a different aid station, sometimes we'll catch it. Like, because yeah. if, if you write the name on there big enough of what aid station is supposed to go to, you know, when sometimes we we'll see, see it, it. Right. But like, but you got to keep in mind, there's, there's lots of bags in these piles. Yeah. And so we're not putting eyes on all of them. We're throwing them all in a truck and taking them to the location. Right. So, um, so just, you know, make sure double check it before you yeah. drop it and say, okay, this is going to horseshoe. Oh, this is the horseshoe for the 50 mile. And, right. and, and it's also separated by distance. Too. Right. Because if you're doing the 100 so, mile versus the 50 yep. versus the 55K, it's going to be different yeah. piles for that. But we'll have volunteers there yeah. that are going to help you kind of sort through that. But I love your idea of make it something that you're going to be able to see. Yeah. And I do love those two, two and a half gallon Ziploc bags. Yeah. Those are my favorite for right. drop bags. Right. Use those. Use some like different colors on the duct tape and you're good to go. Yeah. Really easy to find. Yeah. So yeah. we don't want it too big. Please don't bring luggage. Yeah, I've had people like bring like totes. Before. Yeah, we, we don't and, need anything and, and, and too like, big. And like, you know, I mean, I guess if you need the kitchen sink, I guess you can you can bring that. But <laughs> you like, said you could bring anything. But, but I I, so I don't have any water you can hook it up to. So you <laughs> so, might be out of luck. There. You know, keep it keep it relatively small around that two and a half gallon, a small backpack kind of thing. Some people like uh, coolers or something like that, yeah. a small cooler. Uh, anything like that is fine for the drop bags. Volunteers will be there helping to collect all those till 8 p.m. on Friday. And that and 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 I, I just have to reiterate that 8 p.m. is the deadline because we have to transport all these bags to the aid station so that they're there ready for you yeah. on race morning. So don't bring um, them in the morning. Get them there at yeah, night. Don't bring them in the morning because if you do, there's there's we a very guarantee. good chance that that you may not have it at the aid station when yeah. you need it there. Yeah. Um our guy our guys are running pretty frantic on race morning trying to get everything else ready for you. So uh, running drop bags is not um, is not high on their priority list on race morning, but it is on Friday night. So so make sure you get them there um, by 8 p.m. Yeah, that's that's a really helpful suggestion right there. So make sure we get that all taken care of. And then come Saturday, we're ready to go. Oh, yeah. We got a slew of start times. Bright and early. Very bright and early. Parking lot's going to open at 4.30 in the morning. We do have a last-minute bib pickup at 5 a.m. on Saturday. But again, don't bring drop bags. Yeah, so if you are requiring the use of drop bags, um, you really need to make it a priority to get there by Friday. Yeah. To, to get those drop bags. Half marathon out. runners, yeah. if you can't pick up your bib till Saturday morning, not as big of a deal. Because yeah, they don't have drop bags. Right. So just, not so. as big of a deal, and we can do that, and we can accommodate that. So 5 a.m. is when that last-minute bib pickup starts. And then kind of walk me through these start times for each of the races. Okay. So the 50-miler is going to start at 5.45 a.m. Okay, so they're first up. They're first up. Okay. They're first up because there's a lot more of them than the 100 milers. So it's going to be better to get them, them right. all through and then we'll start. the. And 100 our 100 milers. milers don't need that kind of pressure. They don't need that kind of pressure. They've got 30 hours to finish yep. this thing. Yeah. So they're good. <laughs> they don't need that. 100 milers are going to start 15 minutes after that. Okay. Right so at 6 a.m. They're going to start at, at 6 a.m. So let me pause for a minute. Headlamps at the start. Sunrise oh, yes. isn't yes. until 640. Yeah. You are going to definitely need headlamps for the start of this race, especially because... Right after you cross Highway 98, mm-hmm. which is really early in the race, you you get to the first little scramble, and it's a it's a bit of a death march going up this little slick rock face there. And uh, I would have called it a conga line rather than a yeah. death march, but that's fine. Yeah, as I say, it's that's probably yeah. <laughs> conga yeah. line feels a little yeah. better that early. Maybe, in the maybe race. we should just maybe we should just have like some music. We should dun 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 dun. It gets a little choked up there. It gets a little choked up. So that's the it's. Kind of why we we want to try and keep those close to the same, but but we also need to try and get everybody through Antelope Canyon as quickly right. as we can too. So right. we got to try because and- fifty and hundred milers. That's where you're headed. You're yep. headed out to Antelope Canyon. Yep. There is going to be sand. I'm just yep. I'm just putting yep. it out there. There's oh, yeah. going to be sand. Yeah. Once once you drop down into the wash, yep, it's a very soft sandy wash. The year we ran it, oh, it, was it was frozen. It was amazing. It was like the the best running surface I've ever ran on in my entire life because the sand was frozen. So you could. You might get lucky. You could cross your fingers and say your prayers, and and who knows, maybe the, maybe the sand will be frozen. Uh, yeah. It'll be cold to run in, but like but it, it was makes freezing for, to start because yeah. it had snowed the day before, yeah. which doesn't happen very often down no, there. No, but we did. It have, has a lot this year though. We did have like epic conditions in yeah, 2018. It was, it was nice. It was like beautiful. we didn't. It, the the frozen sand didn't even thaw till like I know so after nice. like one o'clock. Or Look something. at us saying this, and it's gonna be like. 
warm and deep who, sand. Who knows? Sorry. Don't, and it was don't. also in February when we ran it, if we remember correctly. That's true. Yes, it, it was. It, it was, was the February. end of February. Yeah. So the dates were a little bit so different. It, it could be. It could be. So just Colleen's point, like plan on sand. But once again, so. I'm going to go back to our Native American friend, Tomas. How do you think Antelope Canyon was formed? The water running through yeah. the sandstone, yeah. breaking the sandstone down. And, That's and, how we get sand. Yeah. And well, it is a wash. So <laughs> Antelope, Antelope Canyon is a wash yeah. that you're running through. So like, um, it's a very unique feature. It is so cool. But like Antelope Canyon is actually a larger network of mm -hmm. canyons. So the one we run through is just one of many. Yeah. Canyons, actually. So yes, it is. It's, it's very, very it's cool. Pretty, it's pretty uh, interesting. What? It's such a cool thing that you get to experience this on the 50 and 100 mile course to go through this. Right. I mean, it's not something that people have to pay for tours to go through this. So you get to do it on a race. So unique. Then we're going to get those guys out of there by 6 a.m. We got the 50 and the 100 started. Right. When's the 55 going to start? It'll start at 7. So okay. we're going we're to have an hour break between, between the 50 and okay. 100 miler. And then we'll start the uh, start the 55k, um, and they're going to be heading straight out to the Slick Rock Aid stations. They're yes. heading a, they're heading a different direction. They're kind of headed um, south, yep, straight yep, south. Yep. They're heading straight south. Yep. They'll so, cross Highway 98 and then head right out to the uh, Slick Rock Aid station. And then they'll be out at Horseshoe Bend. They're yep. going to be the first ones out to see Horseshoe Bend. Yep. Once that sun comes up, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. So 55k. Headed that direction. Half marathoners. What time are they starting? They're going to start a half hour after the 55K. So they're going to start 730. Okay. And they're going to go straight up Hall Road and cross Coppermine. And then basically right run on the, on the rim trail. They'll run on a little uh, ATV trail that runs along Coppermine until it ties into the uh, page rim trail. So Perfect. it's just a, just a short little jaunt, but gets gets you on the page rim trail. And then, uh, and then... And you're off for the races. I love the page rim trail. I really do. Every time we go to page, I make sure to... Make, get a lap on the page room trail because oh, yeah. it's just so amazing it up good, there. It is a good trail. Food waste is a bigger issue than most people think, but organic snack company Barnana is on a mission to change that. Barnana tackles food waste at the source, taking fruit right off the farm that doesn't qualify for export due to imperfections and turns it into delicious snacks. Try Barnana's sweet and chewy banana bites and savory crunchy plantain chips or nuggets. Responsible snacking never tasted so great. Visit Barnana.com and use code VRACES20 for 20% off your next order. So now we know when all the start times are. I want to talk through some of the specifics as far as cutoff times. Okay. Because that really comes up with these ultras all the time. Because we have the different minimum pace times. We have Grim Reaper times. So let's right. kind of talk through what these minimum pace times are, what the Grim Reaper times are, how they're different, and how we manage those. Okay. So the, the first Grim Reaper... Which, what that means is this is an absolute cutoff time. So, like, at the Grim Reaper means death. Yeah, it just means like, like it's, if it's you over. are not if you are not past that aid station by that time, there is no amount of complaining or arguing, begging, or begging tears. that is going to allow you to yeah. continue on past that. So just make sure you don't push that. Yeah, and then you're 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 golden. You're gonna be but, good to uh, go. But yeah, seven thirty a.m. and this is for the fifty milers and the hundred milers. You have to have made it past. The very first uh, Antelope Canyon uh, aid station. So your Grim Reapers come pretty early in this because we've got to get that Antelope Canyon area clear. Why? Because it is a commercial area that they do tours in. They do tours, yeah. Yep. And they, and that's and that's part of the stipulation is that like we'll let you guys run through here, but we need to get you guys out of here as quickly as we can. Yeah. Okay. So your next Grim Reaper that you're going to come up against is at the first pass through the Horseshoe Bend yep. aid yep. station, and that's going to be at twelve twenty. And then just really refer to, we're not going to go through every single one of these Grim Reapers because you can see them laid out in the race guide. So yeah, yeah. when you get the race guide, you're going to get it in your email. Make sure to pull that up so that you have all that information. But Grim Reaper means you cannot continue. Yeah. And that doesn't, you have to be out of the aid station yeah. by the Grim Reaper time, not coming into the aid station. Yeah. Yes, correct. Like, like consider these minimum pace times all as Grim Reaper times. So minimum pace times, where are we going to find those? Like, let's explain the difference that we're seeing between minimum pace so and you Grim can, Reaper. You can, you can find all the cutoff, all the minimum pace times and Grim Reaper times in your cutoff, uh, your cutoff sheet, which is on page uh, six of the race guide, the digital race guide. Yeah. And that's for the hundred miler. Right. So for the hundred miler. Yes. Um, but each distance has their own, has right. their own uh, cutoff 
chart that you can reference. So you're saying the minimum pace time will get me through the aid station yep. before the Grim Reaper time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that's and the on, difference between and on, those two. And on some of these, I've even padded it. The Grim Reaper, I've padded a little bit more than that. So like, for example, the minimum pace time for the first pass Antelope Canyon is actually 7.15. Right. But I've added an extra 15 minutes. You're not going to gonna be, cut it off. Just to be nice. Yeah. Look at you. You're I so know. kind. I'm a nice guy. You are a nice people guy. Give me, people say I'm not nice, but like. No. Proof Who says right that? I don't know. No names. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the um, uh, minimum pace times should all be considered as Grim Reaper times. If you consider each of these minimum pace times as a Grim Reaper time, then you're going to have the a Grim great Reaper day. is never going to come and get you. Yeah. Then you're going to be in great shape. Awesome. You're never, you're never going to be in jeopardy of getting pulled from the course. And I love how you put the minimum pace times as clock times. Right. Because that's really, really helpful. These are actual clock times. This isn't, right. you know, it's like you have X amount of hours. Right. Here, it's yeah. at 7 15 a.m. You need to be here right. if you're on minimum pace right. at 1205. You need to be here. So you can just look at your watch yep. and you know where yep. you're going. So I really like how you've laid that out. So yeah. That's the difference between minimum pace times and Grim Reaper times. Minimum pace times, keep that pace. You're going to have no problem. And I have really uh, something really exciting to share with everybody. Exciting news. Yeah. So Megan Stanley, yes. who runs our merchandise booth. Uh, Wife of CEO Salem Stanley. Yes, the founders of the company. Yeah. Um, so one thing that she's going to be adding at her merchandise booth this year are temporary tattoos that have the oh. elevation and these cutoff times. That's a that, great that people idea. People can put on like they, they can buy these uh, temporary tattoos to reference while they're running. What a great idea! So they don't have to pull out their phone or pull yeah. out their their you, you know, don't paper have to print guide. this off. You don't have to print it. Like you can just go buy the the, the temporary oh, tattoo. Oh, that is so a great be, idea. You know, as long as you don't rub it all off, you know, while you're sweating or something <laughs> like that. But like put it somewhere where you know you, you, yeah. you're not going to rub it off. But anyways, I think that'll be really helpful for a lot of people just easily be able to like look at their forearm or whatever to reference. You Very know, nice. That's awesome. But it also is going to have the elevation profile okay. that you can get as well so if you're curious like what the terrain is going to look like you can for the next sec segment yep. you can yep. see that that mm -hmm. is going to be super helpful so you'll be able yep. to find those at race merchandise yep. at the expo so th yep. they'll have merchandise open the entire time in the expo yep. on friday okay refer to this these charts for each of your distances this is one of those events that you need to look at the actual yep. race guide as well so we right. can tell you lots of things but we're kind of filling in some of the gaps you really need to go and make sure you're downloading this and taking a good read of that I think we did a really good job explaining that Grim Reaper versus minimum pace time. We talked about the aid stations. They're fully stocked, fully loaded. You're going to have gnarly fuel tool, which is an electrolyte as well as a calorie-based drink. So it's got both yep, in it. Yep. Kind of more of a meal replacement yes. than, than anything else. And and it's great. I think calorie people, replacement. Let's yeah, put it that yeah. way. It's, it's, yeah. It's got more calories in it. So it's a great... It's a great uh, energy source as yeah. well as electrolyte replacements. So. Plus, we're going to have plenty of soda and other food. We'll have gels there, fresh fruit. Pickle juice. Quesadillas. Quesadillas. Grilled bacon, cheese. Burritos. Potatoes. Yeah, all, yeah all the good stuff. Man, that makes me hungry just thinking about it. I know. Sometimes I feel like an ultra is just basically a moving buffet. Yeah, it, it, it can be. It, it really can be. Can be. Yeah. I mean, we've had I've had races where people just get really comfortable and they don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> they get a, they grab a plate and they just start scooping up and I'm yeah. like, you know, you got to run on that full belly there. Pro but. tip. This is my pro tip. Bring some Ziploc bags with you or some of those reusable cups. Always have a reusable cup because that's, you want yep. that for soda and everything yep. like that. Yep. That's really great to have. But and we, in, and we sell them in our merchandise tent. So as if well, you didn't so, have any, we have yeah. some Nathan ones that we'll have for sale this year. But I also like to carry a couple of like sandwich bags just Ziploc bags, because then I can put some M&Ms, I can put some pretzels, some things that maybe I don't want to eat at all. I put a little right. bit of bacon in there. You can just snack on it as you're walking yeah. down the trail. Just and, carry it in yep. your pack. So that's kind of a pro tip there is make sure you have something to carry some things with and do make sure you have that reusable cup because that will come in handy, especially if you're a Coke drinker like I am. Right. Because it's very, very good. I don't drink a lot of Coke, but I sure enjoy it when I'm running oh, an ultra. So There is nothing better. And if you are an ultra runner and you have never tried Coca-Cola, I promise you it'll change your life. <laughs> It'll change your life, bring you back from the dead. It'll put, some, it'll put a pep in your step. It will put a pep in your step. Okay, so aid stations are going to be all taken care of. we got volunteers who are going to be at the aid stations. What if I have spectators and crew? Let's kind of talk through this because that's another thing. We've got our drop bags in. We've got all these aid stations. We have spectators who want to see us. We have crew and we have pacers who want to be out on the course right. as well. So let's talk through that because there's some different stipulations at different aid stations for them. Right. So um, 
Let's talk about spectators first. Okay, I like that. Um, there is there is only for the for the fifty mile and hundred mile and fifty five k, there is only three aid stations that are spectator friendly. That's going to be Horseshoe Bend, and Page Rim, and Lake Powell aid stations. Okay. Um, Horseshoe Bend, uh, we will have a shuttle that will be running from the. Uh, from the, the sports, sports complex, complex okay. to Horseshoe Bend. You are so you're not telling a- me there is no driving you, over you there. You are not allowed to drive okay. to the Horseshoe Bend aid station. Okay. Uh, and we have moved the aid station this year, so it is no longer right off of Highway 89. So if you think you know where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've moved it, so it's it's actually further back a little bit. So we'll have shuttles that will be bringing people. But it it's it's become problematic because I tell everybody every year, no parking, no driving to this aid station. And people still try to, yeah. to don't, break don't the do rules. That. Please don't and do it's that. caused problems. So we've moved the aid station now, so it's not a problem anymore. But Good. you still can't drive to it. It's it's on it's gonna be on private property and you'll and, get ticketed. And well, no, you won't be able to drive through it. It's got an electric gate to get through. Not gonna so happen. Only the shuttles Love will have it. the okay. electronic uh, door Code. openers to get to it. All right. So um so you'll need to take that shuttle if you wanna if you wanna either crew, spectate, or uh or pace, pace. your runner. From and, Horseshoe. And, and Pacers, um, while we're talking about Horseshoe Bend, can only join their runner after the second pass at Horseshoe Bend. Right. Not on the first pass. They can only join from the second pass. Because first pass, we're only at mile, what, 18-ish? Um, yeah, we're only for the... 20. Yeah, for the uh, for the 100 mile. Yep, for the 100 and the 50, we're only about mile 20 when yeah. you come through your first pass at Horseshoe Bend. Yeah. And so your second pass is going to be mile 32. You're about 50K in. Yep. That's when you can pick up pacers. <clears throat> yep. So just keep that in mind. Spectators, you have to ride the shuttle. Yes. None of you are special. No, no. Probably not the greatest aid station if you have some spectators who are more elderly who have a little harder yeah. time getting around this is probably not the aid station yeah. for them if that's the case page uh page rim and lake powell yes. would be great aid stations for yep. them to come to yeah so i think in, consider it that way <laughs> just so we can you know make sure that we we can't have people driving in there we've got a right. main highway we can't have parking and things right. like that so let's go over it again spectators allowed at powell page and horseshoe yep. horseshoe you must ride the shuttle yep Okay. Yep. Crew and pacers are going to take priority on the shuttle yes. over spectators. spectators. And so they're going to have got, bibs. Yep. And they'll have, yep. And, and and anybody who's crewing or pacing their runner has, is going to have to get a bib uh, from their runner. And they'll need to have that bib on them to be able to get on the shuttle. Yeah. So runners, if you do have crew and pacers coming, you need to make sure at the expo that you pick up the correct bibs. You'll have a right. crew bib and you'll also have a pacer, pacer bib. And those people have to have those bibs on yep. to be there. Yep. So just and then, make sure. And, then, and like I said, they'll take priority on the shuttle. So um, if you have other people that want to come and spectate, if the shuttle's full with crew and pacers, they're going to take priority on the shuttle over spectators. And then, and then. The good news is, though, it's not very far away. It's not very far. And we have multiple shuttles. Yeah. So, like, it's they'll not be like, it's not like you're going to be waiting there for a long time yeah. for a shuttle. It's not too bad. So, we'll make fact, sure I think to get last people year, out there. In fact, last year, I don't even know that we ever filled a single shuttle. I think it, yeah, it really quick. rolled pretty smoothly. It rolled pretty quick. And I think we had three or four shuttles. So, yeah, it's we'll not. Try and do the same. It's not very, I would say it's 20 minutes there and back for those shuttles to drop yeah. off. It doesn't take them very long. So, now the other aid station, Slick Rock Aid Station, no access to that. No. No. So don't try to get out there. Antelope Canyon Aid Station. Nope, you can't get there. No. It's not no. not no. going to happen. So just just know that water holes. No access. No there, access. So. I didn't even want to talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> so no access. <laughs> just don't go down there. Yeah. All right. So that takes care of Pacers crew and spectators for everybody. Jenny, any other notes as far as crew and Pacers go that you want to put out there? Uh, well, the the main thing is is just know that like whoever your crew and pacers are are a direct reflection on you as the runner. So if they come to the aid station and they're being rude, you know, not nice to our aid station volunteers, there that that is grounds for being banned from our races. Like we take that very seriously because our volunteers working these aid stations work really hard and they do a great job, and uh, and they don't deserve to be mistreated by anybody. Yeah. For the most part, it's never an issue. There, sure. there have been some that come in there and and they, you know, and they they they're they kind can of be push very, people out of the way. Yeah, and, they can be yeah. very demanding and 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 very insulting to people. And and we just don't we don't allow that stuff. If you events, need something so. at an aid station, 
ask one of the volunteers for yep. it and don't just get in there and try to start yep. doing things. The volunteers have, they, they're taking care of it. You yep. have to realize that's their, their space. It's their kitchen. Yeah. So like you're, Stay you're, out of the kitchen. You're, you're not allowed in their kitchen. They might slap your hand if you step into their it's kitchen. It's true. And I don't blame them for doing it So <laughs> because that's a direct reflection on them. So they're, yeah. our volunteers are incredible, especially yeah. on these. I mean, all our volunteers across and, the board. And most of them, most of them like, they come and do this every year. Yeah. Like, it's not, like we, we don't, we don't have to find new people every year. Like it's right. the same people year after year. So if you've done this race before, you're going to recognize a lot yeah. of the same people because, because they've done it year yeah. after year. They, Give them a high five it. and tell them, thank you. Yeah, They love it. So be courteous to everybody. And, uh, you know, your, your pacers and crew are an extension of you. So yeah. Yeah. tell them to behave and keep them on, on track as well. And everybody, we just want everybody to have a great time. Hydration has never looked so good. Hydroflask brings you the best and brightest bottles, tumblers, and outdoor kitchenware. Strikingly simple and durable, Hydroflask reusable items are perfect for your outdoor adventures. Discover your best travel mate on hydroflask.com or follow at Hydroflask on Instagram. Okay, there are a couple of timing checkpoints that are going to be out there on the course that we have to make. Just be aware of that you need to make sure that you're crossing those mats so that we make sure we account for everybody who's out there. Where are those timing checkpoints going to be? Well, we'll have one at Antelope Canyon, um, mainly because we need to we need to know when who's going in and out, in and out yeah. of Antelope Canyon. Yeah. So we have a timing checkpoint there. We also have one at Horseshoe Bend uh, Aid Station, one at Lake Powell. Page Rim, okay. and uh, and uh, there's probably a good chance. I know last year we did put one at Waterholes, and uh, that wasn't published in the race guide, but we ended up adding it, and it was really nice That's to be right, able to I know remember. like who yeah. was still on the on the Horseshoe Bend section and who was off. So uh, we'll probably uh, put one out one there, there as well. As well so. Yeah, shout out to Runsome and they do a Nate. Great job. My gosh, they do an amazing job with timing. So when you see the timing mats, they will be kind of cordoned off with some pad rail or something. Yep. So it will be, you'll be able to identify this is where yeah, I need to go. And you go. need to make sure and run through that chute. Yes. So you'll need to make sure you run through that that area where the timing mat yep. is. And a lot of times people are, you're talking to their crew or, or somebody and they're, you know, and they're they're looking off in the distance as they're approaching the aid station and they're not paying attention to the, the timing checkpoint in front of them. So if somebody sees it, like a lot of times we'll be like, hey, make sure you go across the timing mat, but just, just. Take it upon yourself to be to aware really of that. be aware when mm-hmm. you're coming into those aid stations because you want to be recognized that you went through that aid station <laughs> Absolutely. too. Absolutely, because there's a good chance that if that if uh, somebody challenges that that yeah. you're that you cheated or something, you want to be able to say, "No, look, see, hey, I, I went my, through the checkpoint. My bib read there, like I went through that time check." And that's a good point too. With your bibs, your timing chip is going to be on your bib, so yeah. make sure that bib is on the outer layer of your clothing. Yeah. If it's going to be cold. Make sure that you've got a race belt, that it's on a pack or something and like a lot, that. And a lot, our, our ultra bibs are smaller. Yes. And I, they're and not I did very that, bulky. I did that so you can attach them to your pack or something yeah. like that so that it's not a, an issue of like being right. under any layers or stuff like that. You can just, you can just attach it right to your, yep. your hydration pack and then, and then it's not going to be a problem. So not a big deal. The so half marathon bibs are a little bigger because, right. you know. Well, it's not as big of a deal. You're not going to be out there for as long, but it's always good policy to make sure those bibs are on the outer layer of clothing. If you feel like you're going to be shedding a lot, a race belt is a great way to go. So just a little piece of elastic band that you can just put it on and it can be on whatever layer. So just make sure you have those for those timing checkpoints. In the unforeseen circumstance where someone needs to drop. Yes. How does the dropping work? Just make sure and let the aid station worker know that you've decided you're going to drop. If you have crew that's there that can pick you up, um, that's great. We'll need to. We'll just need to make sure that we take your bib so that we can. So that we can. We make need to sure. account for. People. We need to account for you. So yeah. you need to turn your bib into the aid station worker. Let them know that you're dropping and that you have a ride. Or if you need a ride, let them know you need a ride, and we will do our best to try and get somebody out there quickly to pick you up. Are there better places to drop than others? Well, anywhere where there's crew access would be the easiest and best place okay. to drop. I would say there's several places that are not ideal for dropping just because they're hard to get to. So Slick Rock Aid is one yep. that's really soft sand getting into that aid station. So that's we, we're limited on the types of vehicles that can access that uh, aid station. 
And Antelope Canyon is another one that's really soft sand. So like that's another one that, uh, and that's early enough in the race that hopefully nobody's dropping by that Sure, point. sure. Other than that, uh, you know, Horseshoe Bend has has great access. So we, you know, we've got shuttles already running there. So that's an easy one. If somebody decides to drop, just make sure and, and tell the uh, the aid station worker, turn in your bib to the aid station worker, and you can just go jump on one of those shuttles at, yeah. at that point. Uh, they The aid station workers will call in all of those numbers so that we have so that we have accounting. We of keep records dropped. of those. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, but don't just to, leave the course. Do not just leave, please. Because that, that, hap- that's happened. Yeah. And then it I throws gotta, us into a tizzy. And then, and then I got to track all of you down and call you to make sure that, uh, you aren't still on the course somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, we want to um, account for everybody. So help us out with that dropping at aid stations and really let's try to drop at those aid stations with crew access. Yeah, yeah. So it just makes it a little bit easier on on everybody that way. Okay, we've done pacers. We've done crew. We've done spectators. We got our drop bags. We got our pace, our minimum pace times. We got our Grim Reaper times. What are we missing? Um, you know what? We've got um, we've got a really cool zero waste initiative that we do yeah. here at Vacation Races. And one of the things, Colleen, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but uh, one of the things that's really helpful is, you know, bringing some sort of Reusable cup, reusable cup bottle, or something with yeah. you that you can use because we will have soda and different drinks and stuff at the aid stations. We will have reusable like plastic cups that we wash and yes. stuff um, that we'll have there, but we also have a limited number of those. So like if you come into the aid station and there's they haven't been washed yet, yeah, um, you know that's that's where it really comes in handy if you've got one of those collapsible reusable yeah. cups that you can just bring in with you and you can be like, no, nah, I'll take a drink of this and drink of that rinse it out and throw yeah. it in my pack and people I'm are done. always like they're so sticky and just rinse it out with yeah, water just rinse we, it out we got jugs you, of throw water it back in your pack yeah. and you're good to go super easy um so that's one thing uh you know we we we'll have also a bunch of uh, different containers there uh for sorting your trash and so just you know before you throw something away we you know we have containers for compost and we have you know containers for for trash and recyclables and stuff and so just try and look at those and and help us out in as far as sorting them because we do have a crew of people that actually will will sort through all that stuff, and we try to really uh, minimize any trash that that is generated at all during these events. And and you know, and all the compost and stuff. I'll be honest, I take it all home and put it in my garden every year. <laughs> and I have a very beautiful great garden. garden I have a great you? garden every year. So I'll take some feed um, it to my chickens. <laughs> yeah, Colleen, I'll feed some of it to her. Feed chickens. it to my two chickens. They're she not got two. Change. She got two. I got ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm like they're not going to eat very much. So I don't need very much. But yeah, you guys can make a really big impact. And we're in beautiful places. I mean, if the wind comes up at some of these aid stations, it's just going to blow garbage everywhere across the desert. And that's really what we don't want to have happen. So make sure that when you're using like your gel packs and your Ziploc bags and things, make sure that the trash is getting into your pack or into one of these garbage receptacles, something so that we can try to keep things as clean as we possibly can. And you'll really like it too, because it streamlines everything. It makes it so much better. I I love how it works. So yeah, zero waste, very important to vacation races. If you do need some of those reusable things, we have them at merchandise. So we'll have them available for you if you need them. And if you have, have if you have something that you prefer, just bring it with you anyways. Yeah. Um, A lot of, a lot of, a lot of different running styles and a lot of different types of equipment that people like to use. I think uh, you touched on it a little bit earlier, you know, about gators. Some people, you know, yeah. prefer to run in gators. Um, if that's your, if that's your thing, then you Great. Know, bring them. Um, I think that, uh, I think that you'll probably be taking your shoes off quite a bit during this race to, to yeah. clear the sand out, but uh, um, yeah. it's a really good race. And it's a really popular one. We, we get a lot of, we get a lot of uh, foreign people that come and run this race every year. And, uh, and I just love seeing the diversity of where people yeah. are from you know, and so what do you think brings them in? What do you think it is with Antelope Canyon? Because it really is such a remote area, and I would I would have to say we travel a lot, Lyle, and right people don't know Lake Powell all the time. I mean, they yeah. may have seen pictures, but they don't realize where it is. And so when you say Antelope Canyon, some people kind of know it, but it's not one of the. It's not like the Grand Canyon, right? Right. So what do you think, think brings people in? Uh, I think Horseshoe Bend has has you know you know got a lot of notoriety over the years. In fact, it's funny. I was talking to. Um, the guy whose whose land we're running on there at Horseshoe Bend the other day, and I said, you know, it's really funny, and I'm probably I'm embarrassed to admit this, but like the first year we did our Lake Powell race was uh, 2013. Yeah, it was a long and time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, and I mean, ten years ago. Uh, like, well, it'll be the eleventh. Yeah, year it's gonna be the eleventh year. Um, but uh, but yeah, the very first year we did that, I mean, I went out there with Salem Stanley, the owner, 
And uh, we were, you know, we were scouting out the course and everything. And while we were out there, he's like, oh, you want to go check out Horseshoe Bend? I'm like, what's that? And he's like, you know, it's and you like, lived in Southern Utah, and, I lived, and I've been to Lake Powell. I, right. I spent I spent my summers at Lake Powell with all my friends. Like, <laughs> I've never been to Horseshoe like, Bend. I, ne- I never even heard of it. But he's like, oh, you know, it's on like the phone book. You know, it's that picture on the phone book with the Colorado River does like a big, you know, three hundred sixty. Like yeah, it's like a big horseshoe. And I'm like, oh, oh, where's that? He's like, that's just right here off the highway. Yeah. I had no idea. All the times I'd been there, I had no idea that's where it was at. I know. So, it's like crazy. we went over there, and there was like. Maybe like six people there. It was like right. hardly that was 2013, and it was like I hardly it. any hardly anybody knew about it. And then like social media, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, all these different things. Like people just started like posting it. Now it's like they had to build a new parking lot. They had to build a, a whole new trail, path, a whole trail to get out to it, make it wheelchair accessible. I have to say, I was a little mad when that all happened because <laughs> yeah. uh, you know I, I was like, oh no, it's gotten too big. Yeah. Too many people yeah. want to go out there now because yeah. it it was it was kind of that unspoiled kinda, yeah. place. Kind of it was kind of this like well kept secret, you know. Like, but what really you just cool. talked about that's really cool about these events with vacation races is. You have created some amazing relationships with some of the landowners down there, particularly some of the native landowners that are down there. And they allow us access to this land, not on the side that's all owned by the national park and that's run and it has the big parking lots and the accessible trails. We are really on this rugged native land and it's pretty special that we get to do that. Yeah. You know, it's actually really cool. If you're looking at Horseshoe Bend, if if you're if you were trying to draw a line through like where the the property boundary is, it's almost like right in the dead center of like the horseshoe. How interesting. And it's like everything to the to the left. So I guess it would be the uh, would, to the west. Yep. Um, is is all Navajo land. Wow. And so like they got just a spectacular views, but without all the without all the yeah. people. And so it's like you guys are getting this like pretty special like you know oh opportunity my gosh. to see absolutely to see, you know and, and then you're. And then you're actually, the course actually runs along the rim of the yeah. river for like most of that Horseshoe Bend section. So it's, it's like such an incredible like when section. we ran it, like how many times did we stop and take pictures? Finally, we were like, we have to stop taking stop pictures. Stop taking pictures. Stop taking pictures. We have to run yeah. this race because it is, it's absolutely gorgeous. And I think that's what draws people in is yeah. this unique opportunity to be on these unique lands in this way that you can run and experience the running community is so unique in Antelope yeah. Canyon. It really is special. Yeah. Nerding out on data, perfecting the optimal training and nutrition plan, aiming for progression in PRs. Sound like you? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can relate. Featuring a full line of honest sports nutrition products, Gnarly provides the best nutrition possible for all types of mountain athletes. Because they offer great tasting and reputable products, Vacation Races trust Gnarly to be the on-course hydration sponsor. With the low-calorie, high-electrolyte Gnarly Hydrate for shorter races and the calorie, electrolyte, and amino acid-filled Gnarly Fuel 2.0 for longer races. Gnarly is here, taking the bonking out of your big day. Use code vacation 15 during checkout at gonarly.com for 15% off our runner demographic page is not updated yet as we're making this recording so i can't give you the exact details of how many countries and how many states but generally uh generally it's all 50 states that we have oh, for sure this for race. sure and we usually have at least eight countries yeah. or more that 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 are here too so it's always fun for me and like and if you are traveling from somewhere far away like I always love when people come up to me and talk to me about like where they're from and like, you know, what brought them here, yeah. what attracted them to coming and doing this race. So uh, for sure, like come and talk to me at the, at the race, you know, expo. I love to interact. With and get to know each other when you guys are out yeah. running together because yeah. you're with all of these different people. Yeah. So get to know each other. That's so, such some, a fun thing. Some, some of the greatest friendships I've made over the years have been just running along somebody I didn't even know at a race Yep. that like, you know, especially at these ultras, like you spend so much time running step <laughs> for step with some way. of these people. And it's like, a lot of times it just happens because it's like, okay, we've been running about the same pace for the last like several miles. So Let's I think, I think we're going to be up. friends now and yeah. we're just going to hang out and, and, and talk. And then like, we'll exchange numbers and uh, we'll chat later. But like, uh, but yeah, you know, a lot of them like will still reach out to me, you yeah. know, and connect with me through social media and, and different things like that. And, and, you know, and ask questions about, you know, the race and, and, you know, and then they, they'll keep coming to the races and it's, and it's, it's so been much really fun. fun to form some of those relationships. And, and one of the coolest things about this demographics page that we talk about every time, yeah but it always, it always blows my mind is to look at the, you know, the participant, the participation per distance 
And look at how that breaks down between male and female. Yes. Because it's, it's interesting, you know, for the hundred mile distance, it's like, it's usually, you know, around like 65% male right. and 30 something percent yeah. female. A little and then, male heavy. Yeah. And then you get to the 50 miler and it's, it's about 50, 50 actually. Yeah. The ladies show up. Yeah. And then you get to the 55 K and it starts skewing the other way. Yeah. So now you get a 55 K and it's, it's about 60% female, female and about 40% male. And then you get to the half marathon distance and it's like. 75% female and like 25%. The ladies male. are taking over the running world. They so, were, I was at an event just the other day. Yeah. Where it was a 5K and in the top five finishers, three females. Oh, yeah. Two of them were first and second. That's crazy. It was awesome. It's that's it, well, that's the the local one here. It was right? a local yeah. race. And yeah. we're we're here in St. George, Utah. Yeah. This is, I mean, Antelope is kind of our local race. And right. so I was announcing at the finish line here locally. And we bring, there's a lot of athletes that come in. I mean, we're just not right. talking about just local athletes. And in the top five, three were females yeah. overall. That's great. It was so cool. First and second That's went great. to two females. So ladies, we love it. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. When you get into the science of endurance, women actually become more competitive the longer the distance becomes. So in some of these ultra races, what you're seeing is that women are taking the top spots because they're just as competitive against men over these long distances. So I think that's a really unique thing. Women have a lot to give in the world of endurance and it's, it's kind of fun yeah. to watch it out there. Yeah. So. It's, it's uh it really is pretty exciting. I think for, for a lot of people, but it's, it's great to just see the, uh, see the, uh, the field kind of skewing yeah. in different directions and seeing like what's next, what's gonna, what, you know, where's, where's this taking us? Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up also that we have not talked about is Avenza. So there's, ah, yes, we, the Avenza we have, app. we have, um, we have this really cool app called Avenza that we've actually downloaded, uh, all the maps for all the courses on and, uh, and you can find the download instructions in the race guide. Um, let's spell that out for you guys. A V E N Z A. And it's just an app. You can find it yep. in the app store. So download the Avenza map. And then if you're running the hundred mile, there's a, there's a, uh, a map for the hundred mile specific race. If you're running the 50 mile, there's a map specific for the 50 mile. You can download these maps straight to your phone and you can put it in airplane mode I love and them. it'll still show exactly where you are in reference to the course. So the nice thing about that is you put it in airplane mode, you're not draining your yeah, battery. Right, right. So if you're really trying to keep your phone charged during the race, but you want to be able to reference like, oh, I might've made a wrong turn. Did I get off course? Um, you can, you can pull up the map and you can reference and be like, nope, I'm on course and just keep it's on going. It's perfect. This is, if anyone out there is like, oh, I always get lost at races. You always have that person. I always have right. that person who comes up and they're like, I'm always lost. I'm really worried about being lost. If you have this events map, You've got it in the bag. Right. I mean, you right. literally are carrying a map that's putting you on that map in relation to the line. And right. so right. super easy to use and it works. You've got them all updated. You'll have updated maps on yep. there. And it is already been updated. Sometimes it's a little tricky as far as finding the map. So make sure to reference in the race guide all of those instructions. Right. That's the oh, my only complaint with Avenza is it's a little weird to find the map yeah, you it, want. It, it, it does have some spe specific yes. ways of, of searching for it. So you have to go to the shopping cart icon. Right. And then type. But you in don't the have to there. purchase anything. You don't have, it's free. You don't have to. You don't have to yeah. purchase anything. But like. But yeah. It, the the race guide does spell out specifically how to download the map. So. Yeah. Just reference that in the race guide, uh, and then you'll you won't have any issues with it. And if you do have any issues with it, come and find me at the expo. Yeah, but preferably download it before you come to the expo because um, you don't want to be trying to download it during the event. Right, the service is a little spotty. Yeah, it's not great. So. You're really better off downloading it before you even come out to page. Yeah, it, it, the, there's two apps that you should get. Events is one. Race Joy is the yep. next one. Race Joy is a tracking app, and especially our half marathoners will love to use this. And spectators can download it as well. And it is a tracking app that helps us track you through the the cell service on but your phone. But it's phones. great for it's great for spectators to be able to yes. know where you're at on course. Yes, um, you do need cell service for it to right. work. Um, but the nice thing about it, even if you're running one of the longer distances. It'll pick up as soon as you get within right. cell range. So, yep. like, you know, if if your spectators trying to track you and you're like, well, last time I talked to them, they left Horseshoe Bend, but I haven't 
I haven't seen them or heard for from a while. them in a while. Well, it's probably because they lost cell service. Yeah. And so, but once they pick up cell service again, their little icon will pop back up and, and you can and see And we'll be able at. to find them. Yeah. yeah. So RaceJoy is great. R-A-C-E-J-O-Y. And also we build in, I do a bunch of recordings that is kind of like a little tour guide yeah. for the whole entire course. So as you're running along, I'll give you some messaging about the area and some fun facts about Lake Powell and Antelope Canyon. And so it makes it kind of fun for that. Right. So RaceJoy has some really cool features yeah. in it as well. Yeah. So spectators download it so you can track your runners. Runners, you have to start the app when you start the event. And then it will be running. And like Lyle said, it will come in and out of service. And that's fine. But it just helps those spectators. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, if you've got Apple phones, an Apple phone hack, and you've got spectators coming, put find my friends on there or find my phone and make yep. sure those people have access to it. That's another great way yep. that if all the other things aren't working, because we always have people, I always have people come to me at the finish line. I have not seen them for so long. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? Give them some time. And usually yeah, within yeah, yeah. like the hour or so, they were just going a little slower than yeah. you thought. It's They took a little and extra that, bathroom and break. That, that happens a lot when people run in ultras. A lot. Like a I, lot. I think people underestimate like like, oh, I ran a half marathon in, you know, two mm -hmm. hours. And yeah. so they, they think that that's the pace that they run everything in. But but also, you know, you're running, you know, when you, some most of these half marathons you run are like on like the same terrain, same elevation, yep. you know. So it's like it's like the same constant, you know, variable that doesn't change. But with some of these ultras, especially, you know, when you're running in, sa in sand yeah. or, or slick rock or hard packed dirt, you know, like you've got varying terrains that are going to affect your pace, you know, and then terrain, you know, if you've got a lot of ups and downs and yep. stuff too, like that's going to affect your terrain. So, or your, speed, your pace. So, yeah. yeah. So it just, just be patient. <clears throat> spectators, just be patient. Runners, make sure to tell your spectators, yeah. don't, don't give them those hard, fast, I'll be here by this time. Right. right. Because that's always what causes the problem. Yeah, just, just know that there, there is, there is room for error when it comes yeah. to your, your estimated uh, arrival times at some of these aid stations. Hopefully it's not behind the minimum pace times. No, we want you to stay on the minimum you, pace times. We want times. you to stay on the minimum pace time. But, but since, since I brought that up again, I just want to like reiterate what we talked about earlier. The minimum pace times are basically the times that we have decided that the aid stations will be scheduled to close. Right. Um, so even though, we don't necessarily have a hard Grim Reaper time for each of the aid stations and each of these minimum pace times. It, as long as you consider the minimum pace time a Grim Reaper time, then you're not going to be in trouble. But it is at the discretion of the race director and, and the race crew whether or not to allow you to continue if you're coming in past that minimum pace time. Right, so right. Just, just because, stay in front of the minimum just, pace time. Just car. because it isn't a Grim Reaper time does not mean that you are going to be allowed to continue on. Because like I said, those are the times that the aid stations are scheduled to close. And so what we don't want is to say, oh, you came in 30 minutes past the minimum pace time. We'll allow you to go ahead. You look healthy. And then you come into the next aid station and you're 30 minutes plus 30 minutes behind. Right. And now the aid station's not even there anymore. Cause right, because it up. had to close. Because we closed it and there was nobody there. So we broke it all down and then there's nothing there. So so there's a reason why we have to enforce some of these minimum pace times and these hard cutoff times. But if you're coming in past the minimum pace time, just know that if you're coming in more than about 20 minutes past the minimum pace time, there's a very good chance that you might get pulled. Yeah, that's good. Good thing to put out there. We just yeah. minimum pace time, stick with the minimum pace time. Yeah. Know the minimum pace times and stay on those and you're not going to have any sorts of problems. You're going to be fully supported out there. We've got medical staff that's out there. We have volunteers who are going to be out there. So you're going to be well, well taken care of. And there's bathrooms. Don't worry. There's we have bathrooms. Bathrooms yeah. at all the aid stations. Yep. Yep. We're all set. It's going to be fine. Everybody's going to have a great time. If you do have questions or there's something that's standing out in your mind that you got to figure out, just email Lyle. Yep. Lyle at vacationraces.com. Okay. That's L-Y-L-E. Not Kyle. In case you don't Not know my name. Yeah. <laughs> None of those. L-Y-L-E. <laughs> just super easy. Just Lyle. So Reach out to us. You can also ask questions at our customer service, which is info at vacationraces.com. And we are just excited. We generally get pretty good weather for this one. Yeah, it could be chilly. Yeah. I mean, it's chilly overnight could, yeah. in the desert. I mean, who knows? This, this far out, I can't, uh, I can't no. make any sort of predictions. But, but it's generally speaking. It's been it's been very comfortable the last yeah. couple of years. So. Yeah. So okay. it's going to be good stuff. So we will see you guys in Page, Arizona for the Antelope Canyon Ultras. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. 
We'd love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.